Welcome to the Laser Therapy Institute weekly podcast, the world's first podcast about medical laser therapy for healthcare providers. Each week, we discuss the latest research, interviews with experts, and how laser therapy can enhance your practice. Now, here is the founder of LTI and your host, Dr. Jason Roundtree. Hey, welcome back to the Laser Therapy Institute podcast. My name is Dr. Jason Roundtree. I'll be your host again today, but I'm joined by a very special guest. We have Dr. Fred Schiffer here with us. He attended Drexel University School of Medicine, where he earned his MD, and that was followed by residencies in internal medicine and psychiatry, as well as a cardiology fellowship. He is a board-certified physician and psychiatrist. He is a research associate at McLean Hospital. He's an assistant professor of psychiatry part-time at Harvard Medical School, and he was a speaker at the 2021 Photobiomodulation Summit. He's also a published author, and he currently sees patients at his office in Newton Highlands, Massachusetts, as well as via telehealth. Dr. Schiffer, welcome to the Good. podcast. Hi, pleasure to be here. I'm very Thanks. excited to have you here. We have some really interesting things to cover today. A couple of neat concepts, a couple of things that are being done with photobiomodulation or, or light therapy mm -hmm. that really is stunning. So first, though, let's let's kind of start back in the beginning, if you don't mind. Uh, tell me about your interest in medicine. Where did you get, I mean, get started with this whole thing? Uh, okay. I think you mean my interest in, in uh, 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 photobiomodulation. Well, or, or ultimately, mean, yes. I'm very interested to know how you got involved in or, or, photobiomodulation. Are you interested in how I got into medicine and psychiatry or I would love to hear a little on, on you need like your okay. initial interest in medicine. Sure, because sure. So, uh, in, in medical school, um, uh, I had no thought of going into psychiatry. I was, uh, uh, I did an internship in internal medicine and a residency in internal medicine, and then uh, uh, did a fellowship uh, in cardiology at Harvard. And, and, um, uh, and that fellowship was uh, a research fellowship on uh, stress and and uh, heart disease, and um, uh, and then uh, <clears throat> to complete my education, uh, I uh, did a, a residency uh, in psychiatry uh, at McLean, and uh, it was thinking of becoming sort of a psychocardiologist, and uh, and what I found was that. Uh, uh, no one was interested in that, but the cardiologist uh, uh, gave lip service to uh, stress and stuff. They didn't really want to go deeply into it. And, and it turned out that it, it, it was, uh, uh, there was a lot to, in that field. Uh, I, I did a rotation at Mass General, and I was in, uh, working in the ICU, and everybody who came in with a heart attack had a very interesting psychological story. Uh, and um, uh, uh, one guy uh, just, uh, no, so the cardiologist, he just had a heart attack and came in. But uh, when I spoke to him, uh, his father died when he was uh, uh, 10 years old. And his mother would wring her hands and say, oh, what are we gonna do? What are we gonna do? And he would say, don't worry, I'll take care of it. And he did that all his life. And, and uh, so the night of the heart attack, he was out to dinner with his business partner and they had some problems and, and the business partner said, well, you know, I'm going to take a vacation. 
uh, <laughs> and, uh, uh, and, and his usual response was, well, don't worry, I'll take care of it. But uh, this time he couldn't and, and had a heart attack. And, and, and he could relate to that. And, and uh, so there really was a lot to that uh, uh, field, uh, but, but it, I wasn't able to, to uh, promote it. Uh, and so I became a, a, a standard psychiatrist. And, and I love psychiatry and, and, uh, um, um, and uh, but I, I was always interested in kind of thinking about things and not, not just uh, learning road techniques. And, and uh, so uh, at that time, uh, Freud was uh, uh, the, the and Freudian uh, psychiatry was uh, uh, in, in, in vogue, and 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 you, you didn't see a psychopharmacologist. They were kind of weird people on the periphery, <laughs> and, and uh, uh, so this was uh, uh, at uh, 1975. I started my residency at McLean, and it was a three-year residency, and. Um, uh, and then I stayed on at McLean as an attending psychiatrist, which essentially meant I had a private practice at McLean, and then I had an outside private practice. And, and, um, uh, and I was uh, uh, noticing that um, uh, my patients uh, didn't seem uh, to have um, uh, the uh, ids and egos uh, that we talked about, or the superego. In other words, when I saw a patient, it wasn't like, like I understood what the id was and what the ego was, and, uh, but it wasn't, uh, what, what I was really seeing uh, was uh, that the patient was in one personality when he was regressed, and then as he got better, he was like a different person, and it was a whole different personality, and, and, and that's what really struck me. And, uh, and I tried to promote that idea uh, about two minds and, and, um, and it didn't go anywhere. Uh, and um, uh, it's very hard to promote a new idea. Uh, <laughs> and, uh, uh, and then uh, in uh, 1990, uh, I was uh, on vacation with my family in England, in the, in the English countryside. And I was reading a book uh, about uh, the split brain studies. Mm -hmm. And I had uh, you know, studied it in college, but I didn't really understand what it meant. So uh, the, the, these uh, studies um, uh, were done for people with uh, a terrible epilepsy, that their lives were completely disrupted by constant seizures. And so there was a drastic uh, treatment uh, which was to cut the connection between the two halves of the brain. So the brain is sort of like a walnut. It has two wrinkled ha halves, which are the left and right brain. And there's a stem between the two. And the stem is with the corpus callosum. And uh, so the, the split brain operation uh, was... Uh, um, <clears throat> so the uh, split brain operations were uh, done by Dr. Joseph Bogan. And, uh, and there were, uh, Dr. Roger Sperry, who won the Nobel Prize for the, these studies, was at Caltech, and he was 
the physiologists uh, uh, in the studies and, and uh, uh, <clears throat> they went on for about 10 years. And, and uh, uh, so the, the important finding, uh, there are uh, like a lot of weird stories about a, a woman is uh, buttoning her, her dress to put it on and unbuttoning her dress with her other hand. And, and it was hard to kind of make sense of what this really meant. But uh, as I reread it, uh, what I saw was that each hemisphere of the brain in swift brain patients had a mind of its own. Uh, that, uh, that when you cut the, the, the corpus callosum, you actually had two intelligent people. Uh, and, uh, and they both understood English and could do commands uh, very easily and, and had a sense of humor. And, and um, uh, the, the difference was that the left brain could talk. Speech is, as we know, uh, in, in most people is in the left hemisphere. And, and uh, so the right, the isolated right hemisphere was mute, but it could talk with hand signals. Uh, it, it could point to uh, uh, scrabble chips uh, in, in, in actually in one patient, he, he, he could spell uh, words and and uh, uh, he's he's his left brain speaking said that he wanted to become a draftsman and uh, pointing to uh, uh, Scrabble chips he wrote uh, a race car driver uh, and so you, to, uh, you see uh, different personalities or different intentions uh, but but uh, they're both intelligent so they both understood the this sort of complex question, but what do you want to be when you grow up? He was a teenager. Uh, and um, uh, so if you showed a picture, the, uh, the eyes are connected to the brain in an interesting way. And I, I have a diagram of it if you want to see that. That'd be great. Uh, okay. So uh, the way the eyes are connected uh, to the hemisphere. So here's a split brain patient. The connection is, is uh, cut here. Uh, and if you show a, an image to the left side, it, uh, it goes uh, through the lens and hits the medial retina and crosses over uh, and stimulates the, uh, uh, goes first to the back of the brain, but actually stimulates the, uh, the brain in that uh, uh, the person, uh, the, the right brain only can see the picture. Uh, if you ask the, the person who can speak in his left brain, he says, I can't see it. And then if you have a box here with 10 items in it, uh, uh, with his uh, uh, left hand, which is controlled by his right brain, he can easily uh, reach into the box and, and pull out the chest piece. Uh, the uh, uh, right arm and right hand is connected to the left brain. And if you put the same box uh, on the other side, uh, the uh, uh, right hand uh, has no idea what to pick because as the person told you, he didn't see it. Uh, and if you put the item over here, uh, the right brain can't see it, but the left brain will say, uh, oh, it's a chest piece. It's a, um, it looks like a, uh, uh, <laughs> it looks like, I think it's a queen, it might be a king. Huh? Um, yeah. <laughs> okay. Uh, and um, uh, so uh, 
what I found that the most important aspect of, of the swift brain studies was that you had an intelligent person in the right brain uh, who, who could answer questions. And, uh, and actually, these are, uh, this is Roger Sperry uh, over here. This is Joe Bogan, and this is Iran Zidel, who, who actually died uh, a few months ago. Uh, and I went out and did a study with uh, Bogan and Zidel. Uh, uh, Spurry had died by that time. And, um, um, and uh, so this, these are studies that uh, uh, Spurry did where they'd put a word on one side of the, um, so both sides could read. And uh, so one side of the screen, tooth goes only to the uh, right brain and brush goes only to the uh, left brain, and uh, and so he the person will say brush because he can speak, and then he can reach over and pick out the tooth. Uh, so I did a, a variation of that. I did the first study, uh, uh, which was a psychological interview uh, of the two hemispheres, and so uh, on each side of the screen are different words. Uh, each uh, hemisphere sees uh, um, the uh, uh, they they each see thirty five words and and their pairs. So uh, here it's uh, admired or disrespected, ashamed, admired, attracted, uh, dishonest. I'm uh, 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 <clears throat> trying to uh, have positive and negative words. And, mm -hmm. and, and then the uh, uh, person would point with his uh, hand to, uh, there were five pegs. Um, and, uh, and, and his response would be uh, non mild, moderate, quite a bitter extreme. And we got very um, consistent responses. And, and what we found was in, in one patient, uh, his right hemisphere was happier. And and, and so the positive responses were higher uh, in the uh, right brain uh, uh, than in the left brain and the negative responses were, were lower. And, and this was statistically significant. Uh, the other patient uh, had been bullied as a child and he told me that it didn't bother him. It happened so long ago. Uh, but uh, when I asked the, the, the questions, uh, uh, his uh, left hand uh, signing for his right mute right brain said that he was extremely upset by the bullies and and I put in a bunch of uh, bully questions uh, mm. that, uh, kind of made up and um, so we published yeah this was with a split brain patient yeah correct okay okay yeah okay uh, but it gave me the idea that maybe. Um, uh, uh, what uh, what I was um, uh, seeing, uh, where I was seeing two different personalities in my patients, rather than a id and an ego, which 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 exists and which I understand, um, uh, maybe there was some connection between the split brain studies uh, and um, uh, and uh, so. Um, uh, 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 so so uh, Werner Wittling uh, was a German uh, uh, scientist, and uh, he developed uh, a very complex device to show movies in normal people, 
to one hemisphere or the other. And it was very difficult to follow what his protocol was. He, he was tracking eye movements and masking a computer screen. And, uh, and I had to read it several times to understand what he was doing. And, and, and then I, I figured out what he was doing. And, and he was just showing the movie to the lateral visual field. So he was really doing the same thing that Sperry did, uh, putting the, the picture to one side. And so I came up with uh, uh, my own version, which I could afford. So uh -huh. <laughs> a lot more direct. You just cover that opposite visual field then. Okay. Right. Right. So, so, uh, and then I had uh, goggles uh, made uh, uh, and, and, and they, I think sort of hurt me because they looked sort of goofy, but they were very effective in, in, um, um, uh, and, and what, what we found was that, uh, uh, if a person looked out one side, and I didn't, and it could be left or right, it varied uh, within people, uh, their personality would be very different. And they would say that I looked very critical on one side, and they didn't like themselves, and they might have drug cravings. And, and then I'd have them look out the other side, and uh, I looked better, and they liked themselves more, and the cravings went away. And, uh, and it happened immediately. It was a, a so the first time I tried it, I just, I, I tried it myself and didn't respond. Uh, I, I, I did respond uh, about five years later uh, uh, in an interesting uh, uh, way. Uh, uh, but my first um, uh, trial with this, uh, I had a, um, my first patient that day was a Vietnam vet and um, uh, <clears throat> Uh, and he had severe PTSD, had a Purple Heart, and had had uh, 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 three or four tours of, of duty, and and his face screwed up uh, when I asked him to look out uh, at one side, and uh, uh, and I I think it was his uh, 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 right visual field, so it'd be his left brain, and and he said that plant behind you looks like the jungle. And I said, really? Uh, and I said, uh, uh, look out the other side. And he, and he smiles. He says, no, it's a nice looking plant. And I, I knew that I had something. Uh, and, and, and the rest of my, when I do this with patients all the time now, I, I, I get um, uh, um, about 55% of people have these really uh, strong responses. And uh, and uh, about another 30% will have a uh, uh, positive response, but it might, it, like their anxiety level might be like a one or two point difference uh, between mm. sides. Uh, this guy would, would go from like an eight to a two. Wow. Uh, and uh, um, so uh, the hypothesis, it's, it's, so what I call this is dual brain psychology. And, and I'm, I've just started a dual brain institute to teach, I have seminars to teach clinicians how to do this because it's, it's tricky in, in how to learn it and how to put it into your practice, but it's very useful in, in uh, psychotherapy uh, to, to have a person uh, who feels really depressed and they don't see any future and they look out the other side and they, they feel better and, and there's hope. And, and, um, um, so, uh, 
One yeah. question would be, you know, is it always the left side? Is it always the right side? No, that, that's a very uh, important point that I thought, uh, and I wrote some papers on it, uh, uh, that I'd like to retract. <laughs> I never did. Uh, and they're, they're well cited. Uh, uh, they get cited all the time. And that is, a, I thought all the, ba- I, I wrote papers thinking that the right brain was like the unconscious or the negative hemisphere. And uh, that's sort of the popular notion. But what I found uh, is it's about half and half. Uh, and that a lot of science PTSD is more in the left brain. Uh, 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 but, but I think uh, it's, it's impossible to know. Uh, it's impossible for me to know unless I test somebody which side is uh, more positive. But, uh, but everybody who responds has the same response. It's that one side feels good, I look good, <laughs> and the other side, uh, I, I look uh, critical, and, 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 and their personality changes, their physical uh, appearance changes uh, in, in, in people who have intense responses. And, uh, and they're, uh, they'll often say to me, you know, my chest pain went away. I didn't know they were having chest pain. Uh, I, I've, I've had uh, 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 patients, uh, uh, have uh, just generally feel better and, and their pain often decreases. Uh, it, it's it's uh, it often, uh, I, ha- I have some examples, uh, uh, kind of amazing. So I did a, a, a study. Um, um, so here's a, this is kind of the theory. So here there's a healthy side and, and, a, uh, um, and here's a real mean looking guy there. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> uh, uh, um, uh, uh, actually, this is an interesting. Um, um, I, 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 let me let me before I go. This is a, a, a maybe I might come back to this if we have time. Sure. This is a transcript from a patient who had a, a, a strong response, and you see the psychology that it's not just that he feels good. Uh, it, it involves uh, his, the problems that he had. Uh, he, I treated him for cocaine addiction. He did well, and I had him come back. And um, I'll, I'll read a little bit of it here. Uh, uh, and, and so I ask him uh, how he feels. I don't know which side he's looking looking at. Uh, uh, and I'm getting away from your question. So I, I so I don't know which side in a given patient. Uh, and we use that uh, to study uh, uh, RTMS. And I, I'll show you that. And that's how I got to. Uh, uh, photobiomodulation. Okay, so we're, it's coming up here. But, I, sure. but I'll just uh, read this uh, 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 quickly. Uh, uh, I, I asked him how he feels. Anxious because I can't see what might be coming at me from the other side. Is it a new feeling or a familiar feeling? I'd say. Sort of a fam- uh, familiar because I'm in business and you never know what's about to happen. Definitely unknown. Now it's interesting. He doesn't connect it to his psychology. It's just, you know, he feels better. Uh, uh, would you try on the other goggles? Uh, so I had two pairs of goggles. Then. Uh, uh, how much anxiety are you feeling looking out the left side? So this is his right brain. Uh, I think less mild. Uh, can you describe the difference between how you feel on one side versus the other? I'm more relaxed on this side. On the other side, I'm more uptight. Let's put the other pair back on. How do you feel? Uh, same as before, not as comfortable. Uh, I'm just thinking about things that I did in the past and everything about me then. 
I really didn't think about anybody but myself and the abuse, some of those things I've been through in life. It's not what I want to remember. Not good. Can I take them off? Wow. So it's, really, it's really, you know, intense. Uh, I just want to ask one more question. I'll say, uh, can, uh, can you relate these uncomfortable feelings to your father? Uh, see, I treated him for two years and, and so I, I knew his you know that his father was important uh to, to his uh, addiction um i don't know i was never comfortable around my father with these glasses on it's sort of like dealing with him again because it's always the unknown always a pressure and a problem yeah it, you feel the unknown you have the tension and, and then he talked about the unknown in business uh, uh, but it, 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 it really ties back to the unknown with his father. Uh, we didn't know when his father was going to criticize him. Uh, and uh, uh, <clears throat> so uh, and I asked him uh, later on, uh, what would it take him to use drugs? And he says, oh, he was looking at the good side. I would never do that. And I said, well, how about the other side? And he said, you know, I think I could see myself doing it on the other side. Um, wow. Uh, um, um, so uh, this, uh, this is a, a, my book here. Um, and, and Joseph Bogan wrote on the uh, cover, uh, um, uh, wonderfully readable, well-informed. This is the best book ever on the social and psychiatric implications of this brain research. And, and Candace Pert, uh, who discovered the opiate receptor, said uh, Schiffer rivals Freud in his revolutionary theories on understanding the human psyche. Now, I learned later that she was talking about uh, Ludwig Freud, uh, who was uh, Sigmund's uh, brother, who, who was uh, a baker. <laughs> <laughs> I'm sure not. <laughs> uh, so, uh, so the, this is a second edition, which uh, has a, a, a preface that brings up the, uh, this first came out in 1998, uh, and has a lot of transcripts, uh, like the one I read to you. And uh, uh, then there's been a, a, a whole bunch of research that we've published uh, at McLean uh, since the book came out. So that's uh, included in the uh, second edition. When, when uh, did the second edition come out? Uh, in August of this year. Brand new. Awesome. Yeah, yeah. Okay. Um, uh, uh, so I, I took my goggles down to Alvaro Pasqualione, who at that time uh, was a well-known researcher. He, he still is. <laughs> uh, and, uh, but he, at that time, he was a, a pioneer in uh, 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 transcranial magnetic stimulation, which is a treatment for depression. And, uh, and uh, for, for reasons that aren't clear to me, uh, they always stimulate the left side. And uh, so I predicted that if your left side was your negative side, you wouldn't do well. Mm. Uh, and uh, if it was your positive side, you would. And, uh, and so he took the, the glasses and then I had trouble getting him to answer my emails or calls. And so finally I, I actually had to go to his office. And, 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 and so over here's uh, data from a paper that we published and, and this uh, column here are the people who felt worse in their left brain. So when they look to the right, they have more depression than when they look to the left. That's what that means. 
And this is uh, right visual field versus left visual field. That's right. Positive. Okay. Yeah. So down at the bottom, it uh, says that. So, so that the, the, um, uh, it's uh, how depressed are you? So if you're more depressed, uh, uh, in the, uh, right visual field, uh, 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 well, I know that this is the, the negative, um, so this is uh, mm -hmm. left negative. Um, uh, I'm, I'm getting confused when I uh, 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 look at the label here, but I, I'm not going to uh, belabor that. But uh, the people we predicted to do poorly did poorly. In other words, the, the, uh, this is the Hamilton Depression rating scale, and this is the change uh, two weeks after a two-week treatment. And, and so most of them have uh, less than a 20% uh, improvement which is not good. 50% uh, is considered uh, uh, a, a decent outcome. And all the people who had that, except this one left-handed woman, um, were, were predicted to do well. In other words, their left hemisphere was, by, by this simple goggle test, positive. And, and, and they responded very well to the TMS. Um, and, um, and I replicated it with a, a, a group in Canada. So these are two papers that we published. Uh, and we got the same result in Canada. And there was a sexual difference between males and females. Males responded, uh, uh, they were a little more predictable than females. And we got the same gender difference in both uh, sides. Uh, and and, um, uh, and I, I just want to, I think there's a picture up here. Um, yeah, here. Uh, so this is an fMRI study showing that when uh, people were in the scanner, these are seven people from our lab, and, and they look to the left for 30 seconds, look to the right for 30 seconds, and then repeat that. And then this is the, the combined data of seven people. If you look at one person, you don't see this. But with the combined seven people, uh, and then uh, we, we can intensify the image. Uh, it, it shows that, the, uh, so they're, they're looking to the left here and it actually activates the right brain. This is by an fMRI, which, which shows blood flow uh, in, in the uh, brain, uh, in one hemisphere relative to the other. And then when they just look the other way, uh, it shifts. So, so that, that we have um, um, uh, uh, fMRI evidence that this is a, a real phenomenon that's happening and it's happening in broad areas of the brain. So it's just like one little area. So it's just, uh, you know, in the back of the brain, the occipital area. Um, it's the uh, entire it, hemisphere almost. Yeah, yeah, it, it is. A and, um, um, uh, and then this is interesting. This is a paper that we have uh, we're uh, about to submit uh, that we, we, we have a computer test to, instead of using the uh, glasses or uh, uh, hands or an envelope. And, um, and what we found was that the uh, uh, nucleus accumbens, the laterality index, which is the left, there are two nucleus accumbens. So most people don't think of it that way. Uh, there are two hippocampus. There's a left and right, and a left and right amygdala. So if you take the left minus the right over the left plus the right, you get uh, what we call laterality index. 
And, and uh, what we found was that the uh, hemispheric valence, uh, which is what the test result is. And uh, in other words, uh, if you're more depressed on one side than the other, uh, then we uh, will um, we'll say uh, your uh, left hemisphere is, is uh, positive uh, plus uh, five or something. And uh, uh, so there's a correlation between the, the laterality index of the nucleus accumbens that's highly significant uh, with uh, the valence. So if you, if you have a left positive valence, if your left brain is positive, your nucleus accumbens on the left side is larger um, uh, uh, than uh, um, if, if, if you have, um, um, sorry, uh, if, if you, um, uh, so if, if your left is positive, your nucleus accumbens is larger uh, 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 on the left side than the right side. And, and, and the same with the hippocampus with the amygdala, it's actually smaller on the left side. And so it's very interesting. So you have the, the reward center and the fear center in opposite directions, uh, just with, with uh, the uh, hemispheric valence that we're measuring um, uh, either with the computer, we, with this we use the computer test, but you can use either uh, the, the goggles or an envelope for that. So uh, I couldn't uh, carry a TMS machine uh, up to my office. Uh, so I, I wanted, um, uh, and I couldn't afford one. <laughs> and, yeah, uh, yeah. So uh, I wanted something I could, uh, because I tried to get Alvaro and other, uh, uh, the, the group at McLean that does a lot of TMS, tried to get them to, to put the, the magnet on the right side of the head and, and people that the simple test showed uh, uh, might benefit them. And, and it turns out that uh, TMS has uh, a benefit of about 50% uh, <laughs> in about half, in about half the people benefit from it. And, and, um, and so it, it, if they uh, f followed uh, this test, uh, it might be possible that they could double uh, uh, their efficacy, and their efficacy is just borderline. It's uh, uh, and people usually have to go back and 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 get retreated, and and uh, so it doesn't work in a lot of people. And, and but I couldn't get anybody to to uh, put the magnet on the right side. So uh, I I gave a, a cold call to the Wellman Center at MGH. It's the Wellman Center for Photomedicine. And, uh, and I said, um, I knew a little bit about uh, near-infrared light and, um, uh, and had used a near-infrared spectroscopy uh, in um, uh, some of my earlier studies. Mm -hmm. And uh, uh, so I knew it went through the skull and um, uh, so uh, my first question was, uh, would it be safe to put on the head? And uh, the person I spoke to said, well, if you don't hurt the skin, you're not going to hurt the brain because the power falls off uh, exponentially. And um, so I, I got passed around. There are a few people who weren't really that interested. 
And then uh, uh, there was a, a guy and we sort of hit it off. Uh, uh, we had a, like, a nice connection and his name was Mike. And uh, I had no idea who he was. And, and, um, uh, and, uh, and we got talking and, and, uh, and we decided to do a pilot study. And, and, uh, and uh, we, we got great results from it. They, they, uh, Mike turned out to be Mike, uh, Michael Hamlin, uh, uh, who uh, has written 700 papers on uh, photobiomodulation and, and uh, uh, written or edited 17 books. And uh, so <laughs> up with the right person. You stumbled into the right person for sure. Yeah, He's did, done so yeah. much for photobiomodulation. Yes. Yeah, yeah. Um, uh, he's, he's really the leader and, and, uh, um, uh, so, uh, I might have the results, uh, um, uh, 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 so, yeah, this is the, so this is the paper we published, uh, um, mm. uh, in, in, uh, uh, 2009, uh, and, uh, there were 10 patients. And, uh, and a lot of them, they, none of them were active uh, uh, substance abuse users, but they had histories of uh, uh, substance uh, um, uh, abuse. And uh, so this was the device that uh, uh, we made. Uh, 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 Mike um, uh, heard about this LED that had just come out. And, and, uh, and so uh, uh, this is, uh, uh, a computer fan on top and a heat sink. And you can see the heat sink here. This is the, uh, the LED itself. So it's a, it's a homemade device. I had a, an engineer in Cambridge make the power supply. And, and these are two uh, near infrared spectroscopy uh, pads, mm -hmm. uh, the Somanetics device. And, uh, and we really didn't need the goggles, but we didn't know that then. So we, we have safety goggles on. And, um, and then we uh, found that the, there was a change in blood flow more in men than in women. And, and, and then two weeks after one treatment, we had a dramatic decrease uh, in the Hamilton score. It went from 29 to 11, uh, two weeks later. And then it went uh, up at, at four weeks to 17. So it was still uh, about half of what it was initially. Uh, and, and this and, is just a, sorry, this is just a unilateral application of light. No, we're not talking bilateral, which I think we've seen a lot of studies that, you know, irradiate both sides of the head or the entire well, head. Well, well no, th this is uh, actually bilateral, although we did okay. some measurements after each side and there were uh, uh, significant unilateral effects. But we weren't. Uh, uh, I I didn't want to get into uh, uh, dual brain psychology because it was too weird and it was, it was hard enough to get IRB approval at MGH. We did the study at MGH, and uh, so uh, uh, we decided to to uh, do both sides. Uh, but the interesting thing is that although uh, we we got these uh, uh, really great results. Um, 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 this is, uh, okay, this is uh, the dep depression. The anxiety scores are actually a little bit better. And um, uh, nobody 
said, boy, I feel great. Or, uh, uh, wow, can I have another treatment? Uh, in, in other words, uh, the only way that we knew that there was any effect was uh, we gave them a Hamilton at two weeks and a Hamilton at four weeks. And the scores showed an improvement. But the patients themselves uh, it, it weren't like the guy uh, with looking at one side or the other with the goggles. And, and he had this uh, huge change that you could see immediately. Um, so at a meeting at McLean, someone suggested, well, why don't you try it in your practice as, a, as an off-label uh, uh, treatment, uh, the, the unilateral treatment? Mm -hmm. So I, I did that. And, um, and I got uh, from the get-go amazing results. And, and um, um, I have a, 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 a audio recording I can play for you if you like. Um, uh, would you like to hear that? Uh, yes. A, a patient being treated. Okay. So uh, here's a guy who had uh, trauma as a child and um, had a lot of operations and had a feeling of hopelessness because they always went bad and they had to be redone. And, and, um, and so he suffered a depression. His depression was better, but he, 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 he was coming in once a month and, um, uh, and his complaint uh, this time was that uh, he was, he's an amateur songwriter. Uh, he has another job uh, and uh, so he hasn't been able to write. And we, we felt that uh, it was related to the pessimism that he had as a child. Mm -hmm. And so what we did was I, I do a lot of weird uh, stuff. I'll use a sham or uh, sometimes a, a patient will say to me, doc, it's not working. And I go over and I look, I didn't turn the right button on. <laughs> <laughs> uh -huh. And uh, so uh, if you put it over the negative hemisphere, uh, you get a, a, an aggravation of, of their symptoms. So you don't, it, it's not uh, horrible and, and they don't go crazy. Uh, mm -hmm. but, but they, uh, so in this uh, patient, I put it over his negative hemisphere and then uh, his positive hemisphere. So you can now, hear the difference. Just, just right before you hit play on this one, if I can yeah. just try and, because I think we might have, um, I mean, this is so complex. If I can just try to say back to you kind of what dual brain psychology is before we see these effects, basically you have, and this is not for a split brain patient, this is for your average patient. That's right. But you have two different personalities, two different people, one in the left, one in the right. And it yeah. is varied per person as to which side is more mature versus which side is more childlike, I guess. That's uh, which right. Side is, and so and more traumatized. So it's not only a child, but it's a traumatized child. Okay. And so then when we say, when you say the positive hemisphere, is that the more traumatized side? No, no, that's uh, the, the more mature, healthier side. Perfect. Okay. So the negative side is more traumatized. The positive hemisphere is the more mature side. Right. Okay. And, and if you treat that with TMS, the patients uh, uh, tend to do better. Okay. If, if you treat the immature uh, traumatized side, you're stimulating it. And so they do worse. I see. Okay. But it's not, uh, you're not uh, treating uh, this. It, 
to make the side healthier. Uh, what we're doing is we're stimulating the brain like with the magnet. So mm -hmm. the magnet isn't repairing anything. It's just stimulating uh, a hemisphere. Yes. Okay, perfect. Thank you for letting me kind of recap. Good. Okay, so. Here, it'll get clearer. Sure. It'll hold by the side of the fan. Okay. So the, that's the fan on the device. Oh, and I've got a picture of a very angry man that he's looking at. And the picture is symmetrical. It's the same half of the face on both sides. So that if he looks at, at, at out of one visual field or the other, it's the same picture and the man let's see look looks uh looks looks me um, let's see how it progresses now uh, the, the uh question is uh, how do you feel about writing music uh, i feel like uh I don't feel good about it. I um, I feel like it's not worth picking up the pen. I'm really discouraged. Mm -hmm. um, there's a lot of uh, a, a lot of stuff that I'll write, and then immediately I put the pen down because I feel like it's automatically not going to come out. Worthwhile. It's not automatically. Do you have any connection with anything? Uh, definitely. Um, there's definitely a, a, a theme, a pattern where it's, you know, the same way my experiences in the hospital were, uh, where, I, where I automatically felt um, or automatically experienced like unexpected uh unexpected complications and it just seemed like everything always went bad and uh it, it's the same thing i feel like i'm bringing to this to this project when i write it's like almost not even worth trying because it's not going to work out and um you know that's that's i feel like it's a that's what i see as a pattern As he gets treated, it's a little worse, but but it's sort, sort of the way he came in. I don't think I do very well. It's angry. Is it any different than when we started? Yeah, definitely. I feel like uh, attention of intense. Almost like a, uh, like, uh, like a, like a knot in my stomach. Uh -huh. You know, that, that, that bit of, uh, yeah. All right, so let's uh, move it over to the other side. Okay. Usually the effect takes about two and a half minutes. Okay. And it's a four minute treatment. Mm -hmm. And that was about two and a half minutes. I didn't want to stay too long on that side. Yeah.
So now uh, you're switching over. Is if you, yeah, if you do the, the positive side after the first, uh, after the negative side, uh, the patient's well. And, and, and uh, it's as if you didn't, never did the negative side. He's getting treated here. Let me see if I can speed mm -hmm. this up. It's not in the, in the transcript, in my stomach, you know, to, um, and now it's, it's, now it's, everything's, the tension is, is, is so much, it's like diminished so much. You should have some. Um, not right now. Mm -hmm. How does the guy look in the picture? Kind of looks funny. I mean, this is a ferocious guy. Still kind of, you know, it looks like. Maybe it looks like he's laughing. And this is the same picture he already looked at. Yeah, it's, it's, exactly, it's, just, it's, it's in the same place. And he's looking with both eyes. This is photobiomodulation for the you know, positive like, hemisphere. I love writing, but I feel like, uh, you know, I still feel like there's a part of me that's afraid or hesitant, but I'm not like, it's not a, a sense of, it's not a sense where it's not worth doing. Well, it, 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 could you write something now? Yeah, I, I feel like I'm a little more um, inspired to write, or uh, I don't feel like I'm impeded by my automatic assumption. That's going to be bad. So, yeah, I would say so. Yeah, I feel very different now. That's like flipping a switch. Yeah. Now, it yeah, takes, again, right. about two and a half minutes. Mm-hmm. Whereas the envelope, for some reason, works immediately. Very different. Just generally, you feel like the, you know, I, I walked in here, it was a gray day, and now it's not so gray anymore. That's the best way I can describe it. So, like the lens, the lenses are a little more, the tint is a little lighter. There are opportunities for you. Yeah. That you can succeed. That's, yes, yes, exactly. Yeah, that everything isn't going to fail. Right. You know, it's a, not everything's going to go down the flames. Sure. Okay. I think. Wow. That's, that's, wow. That's, 
Um, okay. um, so um, uh, what, uh, what I do with this is, um, uh, see, if I tell him, uh, you know, you're safe now, uh, and uh, you can go ahead and write, and so it doesn't mean anything, and it would be useless. But uh, what I'm doing is creating an experience where he, he can feel his power and can feel that he's safer. And, and that's uh, uh, very uh, compelling. It's sort of like Groucho Marx uh, once said, uh, uh, what are you going to believe? Uh, uh, what you see with your lion eyes or what I tell you? Uh, and 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 so uh, it 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 explains to the patient what his problem is and and, and what his trauma is and also uh, usually the trauma is hidden you know in other words uh, these there are uh, patients of mine who who've been. Uh, uh, brutally traumatized, uh, Vietnam vet, or, or a lot of childhood trauma. Uh, but uh, uh, probably the majority of people are traumatized uh, in a way that they don't understand uh, 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 as a trauma. Uh, in other words, uh, one, one patient uh, uh, had a very intellectual family and and, um, and they always had debates at the dinner table. And, uh, and the result was always uh, that uh, my patient had the better um, uh, responses, but the other guy won the debate. He, he was an older brother. And, and, uh, and this you know, caused a lifelong suffering. So it doesn't look like a trauma. You know, it looks like uh, it's a very healthy family and they're doing this constructive thing, but it turned out that uh, actually it was traumatizing to, to the patient. And um, uh, so, uh, so part of this work is to discover the traumas uh, and, uh, and then you, you can uh, bring them out or, or, uh, uh, or bring out the mature side where the traumas don't uh, exist uh, much on that side. And, and so with, um, uh, with drug abuse, uh, what I found was that uh, patients would come in with uh, very strong cravings. I'd give them a unilateral treatment, and the cravings would go away. Uh, I, uh, I would look better, they would feel better about themselves, and, and, uh, uh, and, and they wouldn't, uh, uh, you know, they, they would have no uh, desire to use. Uh, one patient... Uh, uh, came in, he, he had an overwhelming urge to gamble. And, uh, and I said, um, well, you know, I have a casino in the back, but unfortunately there's a cover charge. Uh, and uh, so we had an auction and, and we got up to $2,000 that he was willing to pay to go to my imaginary casino. <laughs> and and yeah, he knew, you know, it was an imaginary. Uh, mm -hmm. uh, but, but, but it was a, you know, we, we both got into it. And, and, uh, uh, and then I treated him and he wouldn't pay me anything. I said, <laughs> I'm going to pay my rent. <laughs> uh -huh. And, and uh, so uh, we decided to test it 
uh, with uh, uh, a drug addicts who I didn't know. So this is a this is a uh, a test um, uh, of people from Craigslist. To uh, uh, the criteria was that they had to have cravings. They didn't have to be using, but they had to have uh, four out of ten cravings uh, on the telephone uh, and uh, uh, and. Uh, and it's very hard to study psychotherapy and, and there's so many variables. And so we just studied uh, putting uh, uh, the light or a sham. And a sham is, is the same device with a piece of foil over the light. And, and the patients can't tell from the device which it is. Uh, they, they can tell by how they feel. Uh, and And... Uh, and actually, in this uh, study that I'm uh, studies I'm going to describe, uh, the patients all thought they got the actual treatment, and they didn't. Uh, so, so there was it's a really good sham uh, treatment. And uh, but uh, but so the patients uh, come in from Craigslist. I don't know them. Uh, we're very friendly. You know, we want them to come back, and you know, we're pleasant and. Uh, uh, so there, there is that, and they all came back and they got paid, uh, and and uh, uh, you know so it was uh, I think about thirty dollars a session, and you know which was a lot of money for mm -hmm. them, and uh, um, and so we we uh, only had one dropout, uh, and uh, uh, and so the, I did a portion of the study from a startup company uh, called Mindlight that I have. And, uh, and, and the other group um, uh, was at McLean Hospital. Uh, um, and this is your, I'm sorry, this is your most recent study that was just published. Well, just this uh, year, yeah, right? it, that's right. Yeah, the, the, the earlier study, because I didn't know if we'd get the grant, uh, I funded myself and did it myself. Uh, I had 17 people come in from Craigslist and, and, um, so let me uh, see if I have this study here. So this is the first study that we did. And, and so this was a within subject trial. So there, there were 17 uh, people um, uh, who, who came in. I think we had about three dropouts. And, um, and the uh, first week that they came in, they got either a sham uh, or um, an active treatment. And, uh, and I treated the negative first and then the positive because I wanted to see if there was a difference between the uh, positive and negative uh, hemisphere. Um, and um, um, uh, uh, But we, we treated the positive hemisphere second. So I may have reduced the results by treating the negative hemisphere. Yeah. I, I don't know that, uh, but I wanted to get the, that other thing in. So this was the first study that we did. And uh, uh, so uh, the, the first week they got sham or active and the second week they got the opposite treatment and the third week they got a follow-up. And uh, we measured um, um, uh, uh, cravings and um, uh, uh, we, we looked at use. We didn't have enough data to get a good uh, use analysis. And that wasn't a requirement for 
uh, coming into the study. And, um, and we also measured depression. And uh, so uh, what we found was that uh, there was a decrease in cravings uh, uh, at the at week three. Uh, in the group that got the active treatment, they had a 55% decrease versus an 18% decrease uh, in the sham group. And that was uh, uh, statistically significant with a healthy effect size of 0 0.73. 0 0.8 is considered a high effect size. And, and effect size is sort of the power of uh, the effect. So if, if, if you give a Prozac, uh, you have to wait around in, in three weeks and you look at tea leaves and you try and figure out whether it's working or not. So that has a low effect size. You need 3,000 people to see if it works. Mm -hmm. uh, so that, that wasn't me. The computer uh, decided <laughs> I had to, to change slides. So this is uh, the Hamilton depression scores. So they came in at uh, 15 and went down to nine, which is uh, uh, quite nice. Uh, uh, now, th this is a week after the treatment. So right after the treatment, we didn't see a difference, <clears throat> a significant difference between the, act uh, the active and sham. But a week later, there, there was that difference. Mm -hmm. So, so that, that's interesting that it took, a, 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 uh, it wasn't like in my office where we got the, the immediate results and, 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 and the patients didn't, they found it pleasant, but they didn't have these amazing responses. I, I don't know why. Uh, uh, you know, uh, might be a patient selection, or, uh, but they did have a um, a week later a, um, a, a, very, a highly significant decrease in depression, which which is of course important. And, and this uh, was just after the one four minute session of active light treatment. That's right. Yeah, uh, uh, and and but it's a week later. Uh, if I, uh, 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 you can't do a, a Hamilton uh, immediately after anyway. You know, it's just it's, it's a too complicated. This is a, a study showing that the uh, active treatment uh, was much uh, better than the um, uh, <clears throat> uh, uh, to, to the uh, positive hemisphere was much better into the negative hemisphere. It was significant. Uh, uh, when the light was off, there was no difference. So, so uh, it, it does indicate that there's a positive negative hemisphere. Mm -hmm. uh, and uh, uh, so we, we couldn't look at that a week later. Uh, uh, and then, so this was the second study, <clears throat> which was funded by um, a small business innovation uh, a research grant from uh, the National Institute of Drug Abuse uh, and, and NIH. And um, uh, so in this study, uh, we recruited, um, uh, actually it turned out to be 39 studies, uh, 39 patients. And, um, um, and um, uh, what we found, so this is all 39 in this, graph here, this is from the paper. Uh, so uh, people either got an active treatment or they got a sham treatment and they came in twice a week and they came in uh, for four weeks. So this is the treatment period, this is the follow-up. And you'll see that uh, this is the active group and this is the 
decrease in um, <clears throat> cravings from the baseline. So uh, it's a 10 point scale. And, and so there's a five point decrease in the 10 point scale. So they didn't come in at 10, they came in at say seven and they go down to two. So, so it's really a, a difference between whether you're gonna use or not. Uh, if, if your craving is two, you're not gonna use. If it's seven, you're gonna use. And, and uh, so, so this is, uh, uh, these are uh, clinically significant uh, results uh, in my opinion. Well, uh, especially, sorry, it, just yeah. especially since we have such a huge issue with opioid abuse and overuse uh, right. and, and, and uh, overdose deaths. I mean, we were at, they were, they were saying 90,000 plus uh, deaths related to opioids just right. in 2020 alone. And this is a major problem. And there's not a lot of really good treatments to help control yeah. and, cravings. And, 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 and again, this is just a, a four minute light treatment. That's what, that's what this, uh, uh, picture is here. Okay, there, there's no other treatment but photomodulation uh, and and pleasantness. We were pleasant, but we were pleasant in the sham group, and there was a a placebo response. So, you know, it's, it uh, went down a point and a half uh, at, at the uh, follow up. Uh, uh, now, now the effect size here and here at the uh, uh, week after the last treatment, and again we we saw that a week later we got better results than immediately. Uh, I, don't, I don't know why that is, but, um, <clears throat> uh, but uh, the difference between here and here and here and here is 1.5, uh, the effect size is 1.5. Uh, a high effect size is eight, is, is 0.8 rather. So this is twice high. <laughs> uh, uh, and yeah. and it's a, and the uh, p value is off the chart. You know, it's all zeros. Uh, and uh, so uh, uh, again, all we did was uh, so I think we could you know go out into the community with a light and and treat people and 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 get good results that lasted three weeks. <laughs> um, uh, after the treatment, and uh, we, we weren't able to do a long-term follow-up we just didn't have the manpower for it yeah um, that's uh, hard yeah uh and um um uh and uh just some other things here so uh, uh in in the uh whole active uh, treatment group there was a 70 percent decrease in uh cravings uh in the sham group uh, there was a uh about a 30 percent decrease so there was a a healthy uh, placebo effect, mm -hmm. but uh, it was uh, uh, you know half of the, uh, 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 the treatment effect. So the treatment was significantly improved over sham, and it that shows I think too that you had a good sham. It's a really pretty clever, yeah. just doing everything the exact same, just covering the light with foil. That's really simple, but highly effective. Yeah, and 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 everybody. Uh, uh, it, you know, except uh, it, it, there were about two patients who did really poorly and, and they thought they got the sham. <laughs> this by how they did, you know, but, but uh, most people thought they got the active treatment when, when they in fact got the sham and the active treatment people thought they got the active treatment. Yeah. Uh, and, and, uh, and this just shows the, the uh, group comparison. 
and uh, and then uh, uh, the results. Uh, Minelight is is the company, uh, and uh, and we we got uh, highly significant results. And McLean uh, got very similar results. We both got down to uh, about minus five. Uh, actually, it looks like McLean did slightly better. Uh, uh, um, uh, although their, their sham group did better uh, mm -hmm. at McLean for some reason. Um, um, and, and then uh, well, people on buprenorphine uh, uh, did well with the treatment. So uh, if, if somebody's on buprenorphine uh, with the sham treatment, they didn't improve further than what the buprenorphine did. But, but the, uh, uh, the people who were on buprenorphine uh, with the active treatment uh, had a, uh, went down to four. So it wasn't you know, quite as, as, as good as the, um, uh, uh, looks like, I think the, the, this group, I think actually went down past five uh, to about six. Um, um, so that's, again, it's a 10 point scale. And if you, if you go down six points, uh, again, if you come in at a seven and you go down to a one, uh, that's remarkable. Uh, yes, in, in my opinion. Yes, uh, and and, and uh, so uh, I I could see this as an add-on to buprenorphine here uh, or a standalone treatment. Mm -hmm. um, and uh, and then this is a drug use, and at McLean they got a much better uh, decrease in drug use. And I think the reason is uh, they had more people who were using drugs than, than we had at Mindlight. And, okay. and use, drug use was not a requirement, uh, but it turns out that uh, we got significant results with drug use. So uh, this is decrease in drug use over the course of the treatment. And, and uh, so these are days of use and, and in the sham group, there tended to be increases. Uh, and, uh, and this is the same thing with uh, the uh, 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 look back, uh, follow back uh, method. So this is the days times the amount of use. And you see really a healthy uh, uh, decrease in use. Um, uh, and again, it's a subpopulation because most of the people weren't uh, using, but it was uh, out of the 39, I think um, uh, uh, about 14 or so were using, uh, uh, or I came in using and, and, uh, and, and decreased. Um, and, uh, and this is days uh, um, of, uh, so the, the treated group had uh, almost a hundred days less uh, use than a baseline, uh, whereas the sharing group uh, had nine days less than baseline. So there was there was a, a healthy uh, uh, improvement in, in, in use as, as well as um, um, uh, uh, so the, these are uh, opiate screens. What we found was that uh, the patients uh, often had negative urines. Um, uh, when they reported that they had used. And I think it's because uh, uh, there's a lot of fentanyl out there and that didn't show up in the urine tests mm -hmm. uh, that we used. Uh, um, <clears throat> so uh, the findings are based on dual brain psychology and they reinforce 
the dual brain psychology premises, uh, uh, which they, are that there's a different personality uh, in each hemisphere related to childhood trauma. Uh, and they show that unilateral transcranial photobiomodulation dramatically reduces opioid cravings and use. And it's safe. And, and it's, it doesn't conflict with other medications. Safe. Yeah, we yeah. had absolutely no side effects. We didn't have a headache or a, uh, uh, an ache or a pain. We had no complaints. And I don't have any in my practice. Um, um, it's, it's, uh, and it's known to be safe. It's not just my uh, uh, finding. But, uh, uh, and then there was concern that, well, what if you put it on the wrong hemisphere? You know, you make a monster and no, you don't. Uh, you, you know, you'll, you'll bring the person to his re regressed state, but he's been living in that most of his life. Mm -hmm. uh, and, and so it's, uh, it's, it's, it's not a, a, a great risk. So, you know, the, this, is, this is a big deal, really, if you think about the amount of problems we have, uh, at least here in the U.S., with opioid use and cravings and, and abuse. And, and like we mentioned before, overdoses. So yeah. you'd think that a really significant study like this, it shows really good effects. It's completely safe. That is, mm -hmm. uh, you know, really not, it's, it's convenient. I mean, it's a few minutes of, of a treatment. Yeah. yeah. And it, it's painless. It's pleasant. You know, uh, uh, people feel better with it. Um, uh, it, there, it, there really isn't an, a negative uh, here that I can see. Uh, you'd, you'd think this would be just everywhere, like that everybody'd be on board and and doing right. it, <laughs> right? I mean, that's what it seems like to me. Uh, right uh, uh, now, uh, we're trying to get it through the FDA, and we have to do another study. We have a grant application, uh, in it's another SBIR grant. Uh, it's a larger grant. And if we uh, complete that, I think we'll have a good shot at getting FDA approval. Uh, so we don't have FDA approval yet. And, and so we, we haven't uh, 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 gone to a commercialization phase. And we do have a patent on, on the unilateral uh, treatment. Um, um, and, uh, and, and we, we have another... Uh, um, we have we have some other patents pending, and, and uh, so uh, uh, we we are we're trying to commercialize it. But we we uh, uh, you know would I uh, have tried you know to offer it uh, to the city of Boston, and nobody's called me back. I've I've I've, I've made uh, you know at least ten calls to uh, drug clinics and and uh, uh, halfway houses and stuff and. and uh, um, uh, maybe it's too weird or something. Uh, <laughs> well, <laughs> you know, if you're not familiar with photobiomodulation, the idea of, you know, shining a light onto the brain, just, it sounds like it's crazy. It sounds yeah. like it's not going it to do anything. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Um, yeah. And, and, and maybe I'll say a few words too about the mechanism. Yes. So we, we know a lot about, uh, uh, you know, uh, uh, chromophores and, and ATP and, and cytochrome C and, 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 and mitochondria. Uh, uh, this probably isn't working on that basis. It does increase blood flow, 
but that probably is a secondary phenomenon. I don't think it's the primary phenomenon. Uh, my, uh, my guess is uh, that it has to do with changing your mind. Uh, and, and for that, I think uh, we need to be thinking about uh, quantum physics. Uh, and, uh, uh, and so uh, I, I've written about uh, brain information and, uh, and subjective experience. And, and so what we're doing is we're altering subjective experience and uh, that comes out of different brain information. So I'm sure that the different hemispheres have different brain information. Mm. Uh, uh, but what we're doing is we're changing the subjective experience that's associated with that brain information. And, and uh, so I, I, I think we get into quantum field theory and, and some, some stuff that I'm not really qualified to speak upon. <laughs> I, well, of course, me either. But this is fascinating stuff. Um, and I think, you know, you have to have seen I mean, you already mentioned it, but you had to have seen your field change so much over the last, you know, 20, 30 years. I mean, thinking about where we're going to learn, what, what we're going to find out in the next 10 even uh, has to be really exciting. Uh, so it's it's pretty neat to see, I think, researchers like yourself that are willing to go out on a limb and say, I know this is this seems weird, but what <laughs> if we put these concepts together uh, and seeing neat results like this? Yeah, uh, it's it really also speaks to, to neuroscience in that uh, uh, I don't think it's a small area of the brain that consciousness is related to. Uh, and, and, and I don't think that, uh, I think circuits are involved, but they're not the key thing. In other words, it's, uh, they, we have to get back to minds and psychiatry has lost its mind. Uh, and and uh, <laughs> we've gotten our drugs in, in, in place of it. And, and the drugs are not uh, effective. Uh, you can get half normal with drugs if, if you're lucky, if you don't get worse. Wow. Yeah. Well, Doc, I, I appreciate your time today. And if you're listening and you want to find out more about the two recent studies that Dr. Schiffer and his team have published, you can find those full studies at the links here in the show notes. And you can also hear my breakdown of those studies by going back to episode 31 and episode 80. We'll put links in the show notes to that too, where I actually run down some of the details directly from the research. But you're hearing from the guy himself today, and he has a publication we already mentioned. It's titled Of Two Minds. The second edition just came out. You can find that on Amazon. There will be a link to that book in the show notes as well. And then if you're learning about photobiomodulation, you want to know more. If you're looking for the right type of device for you and your practice, if you need assistance with safety and certification training or protocols and settings, you can look us up, lasertherapyinstitute.org. We have so many resources available, many of them for free and really targeted to the individual in practice. But Doc, I, I really, again, appreciate your time and your attention and your efforts in this really important field. Do you have anything else you wanted to share with us before we go today? Just to say thank you. I've enjoyed speaking with you and, 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 uh, and uh, the opportunity to share my work. Well, thank you. And I look forward to seeing more from you in the near future. Good. Thank you. 
Subscribe now to keep learning about the growing field of laser therapy. Check out our patient-focused podcast, Healing at the Speed of Light, a great resource for your patients. For massive practice growth and improved patient outcomes, become a certified Laser Therapy Institute clinic. Learn how at lasertherapyinstitute.org.